1: everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, I'm your host as always and I'm joined this week by 2 doyens of the Heart and Hand universe. First of all, the much-loved Sage of Soulcoats, Andy McGowan. Hello Andy.
2: Hello David. I'm a bit discombobulated. You've got me on after a win. I don't know what this is about. I feel as if I'm in a kind of parallel universe here. This is strange territory for me.
1: Yes, uh, we'll we'll come to that. And uh, bringing some experience to the fore. it's Alan Bradley. Hello, Alan.
0: Hello, David. Uh, Yeah, like Andy, I'm confused because normally I come on when a a Rangers great has passed away. And, okay, before you start, Bobby Charlton, I did see him playing with England. He was a great player. That's all you're getting, David. But like Andy, I'm I'm just confused. Great performance. (laughs) What will I do? This,
1: This is the thing, and I was trying to think about this. I, this season, genuinely, there hasn't been one. Betis was enjoyable um, because it was, you know, a win against a good side. But in terms of an enjoyable performance, um, I suppose the only comparative ones were maybe the 4 0 victories over Livingston, but they were different to this. Mm-hmm. This was all the things that we had been asking for as fans. And I think the frustrating thing not to be, to harp on about a negative, because we do want to enjoy this after the season we've had so far, folks. But Andy, I get frustrated because I'm a layman, right? I'm not a football coach or professional or whatever. And me and you and all our friends and all our listeners and relatives, you, you name it, people we sit near at Ibrox, all of it, we were all saying... They play too slow and they play side to side. We need to speed everything up. Um, We need to make things go faster. We need more guys running forward. We need more forward passes. Yeah, they'll know I'll come off, but that's okay. The fans will get behind them if they can see what they're trying. That's exactly what we got on Saturday. And is it too easy to say, well, a proper manager's come in and look?
2: I mean, it's easy to go there. It is easy to go there. And...
1: And I'm it's never about, knowingly, not, I never knowingly don't take the easy path <laughs> anything.
2: Well, it's about the theory versus the practice. I don't think Bill was deliberately having his play into the play. As you can see his frustration in his face and his his, uh, his kind of gestures at the side of the park many a time. But that is where the manager earns his corn, is actually transforming the theory into the practice. And what you see every day in the training park being shown. On the, the pitch on a Saturday or Sunday, and there was a couple of things happened in Saturday, David, that is feeling tangible. And there's no doing a new manager. There was there was tangible, uh, palpable goodwill from the crowd again. You know, from from the the card display to just the general demeanour of the crowd uh, with the with the team. And I think Clement described it as synergy. That that was there, and I don't think we can underestimate how much a difference that makes to. To the players on the part, but also just the general anticipation of a game. You know, if you're going into that game and it was still boo territory, then there's a feeling of dread if you're a Rangers player going out there because you're playing under pressure. Whereas I think they knew that going out there, it was a complete clean slate. But there was a, few, a fair few players in there that looked a wee bit, you know, a spring in their legs that wasn't there beforehand. Um, but to your point about is it just the manager, you can't discount it. And, and it's only been a week of training grounds interaction between him and the players, trying to embed a philosophy. I know he's been very good at speaking about how it'll not happen overnight, but the the early signs were, as you say, Davey, things that we've been asking for, you're like, there, it, there it's there. That's that's what we've been asking for. And, you know, simple things like pressing with two men, uh, mm. offsetting risky pass-taking with an ability to recover the ball quickly. Um you know, all that kind of stuff, it seems, it is simple on paper, but there's definitely been a problem getting one apart, but I was heartened, and I, I, I was listening to you, David, about, uh, you know, no getting carried away, and, and I'm the same, it's kind of, not even once bitten, five times shy. <laughs> it's it's too easy just to say, oh, this is us, and we've got a special manager, and the, the future's there yeah, like, no, there's a lot of challenges ahead, but as a start and as an introducer to the world of the, the, the play that we're going to have on our come on, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I, I hate to do that, the, to be the guy that goes, well, you know, let's not get carried away. But as you say, it's hard not to. And, and listen, the other thing is, okay, you did it once, new manager, first game, and I'm talking about the players here. I'm not specifically talking about, we know what the manager wants to do. But we've seen them do this and then just, you know, react back or sorry, go backwards and, and step back into that really side to side lateral nonsense that the manager has spoken about. But um I think little things, Alan, at the weekend, like when we got a throw in, we didn't need a twenty second discussion before it got thrown back in. People were yeah. running and grabbing it and throwing it back in and starting again. And just playing with a verve. And like this is going to sound odd because, you know, we've won four nil. Um but I was actually quite impressed with the way that Hibbs moved the ball. Now, the front lads had an off day. There's no doubt about that. The front lads were poor. I've seen them better than that. Um, the recent match against Hearts, for example, Yuan was, was terrific and he was well off at the weekend. So it didn't amount to much and that obviously helped us. But they were, I thought, quite decent moving the ball. But And I was just sitting thinking, because the two managers that both clubs had before and, now the two managers have got, I was thinking, that's the difference, that's the difference in coaching, but Rangers showed intent, and purpose, and drive, and as Andy said, the fans saw that early on, got really in behind it, there wasn't the kind of frustration building up in the stands, because yeah, there was some passes that were astray, that's going to happen, we understand that, but... As Andy said, when they gave the ball away, they went and tried to get it back rather than just funnel back into a shape and sit there and, and wait for something to happen. And it was just enjoyable.
0: I, I mean, I, I'm like, like you guys as well. I had noticed right away, it's only one game. It's only one week, you know, in terms of where we've come but if you think even of you know that environment systems people thingy David Andy talked about it. the environment you know it's like new manager what we're going to be like the the mood in the ground and so on so that was all really good the systems as well I think he's reinforced over the last week he's gone on about as you say all the points about we've got to do this we've got to be more professional blah that we've got to so the actual systems itself is definitely embedded a fair wee bit of them within that first week And as you say, I think because even of the shape, as you say, the Hibs, good team, moved the ball about, but we very quickly got there, didn't we? We were kind of ganging up on them, taking it off them. As you say, if we lost it, it wasn't like moan, moan, moan. It was just like, oh my goodness, we're picking it up again. So there was that. And I think the big thing was the people... And one of my concerns about him was his CV looked wonderful and so on, you know, in terms of his experience and we're getting a proper manager. But I thought, is he going to be one of these managers that are really going to fear they're going to have to? And I think with me, he's, he's ticking that box. And I think they, I think a few of them have got a rock up in their backside anyway, David, I don't know how it'll go. But just the whole attitude, the way they doubled up, working for each other. And again, it was smashing at 70 minutes. You're thinking, rather than panicking, this is actually fun, do, do, you know. What I mean, Rangers were actually right. playing. It, it was, it was like going away back to. And I know. We had some poor times with, with Walter and things like that. But it was a. It's at Eyebrooks, we're all behind them. We'll be playing some of the football, even if there's a wee blip. Fine. There just seemed to be that confidence. I don't know. And as I say again, it's only one week and you know, one week and one game. But my my goodness, it just it just seems night and day, doesn't it?
2: See, yeah, David, sorry, sorry to interrupt. They're just one wee quite word on hubs. I totally agree with you about the way they, t- they tried to play. And there's a lesson there for Scottish football. That too they're... open. Well, they were too open, but they're going that, to get beat half a They've not won a game against us from. Aye, but the the thing is, that they've no one a game against us for but that's the ninth game they've not the won ninth against us. Ninth
1: so. in a row, but so. no, that's like, I know. But the I can just hear, I'm sorry, but I need to play devil's advocate because other people say, well, of course you're going to say that because they, they you know, they were open and it, like you play fat and beat them. They'd have been better off coming and putting ten men behind the ball. I would tend to agree with you that no, they weren't. And if their forwards had been on uh, the way they have been recently, they could have got something. Yeah, yeah. I, I just it made, think it, it improves your chances.
2: It made a better game. It was a good game to watch. And and although they made made mistakes, the kind of point I was going to make was that see if they played like that against every week, against the teams that are are their peers, because let's face it, we all know their peers, then they're going to be a good team to watch. Their fans will be more enjoyable enjoying the game. And mere teams should do that and I'm not just saying that so that we can scud their arse every the time we play them, but I look at the Dutch League, and that's kind of what happens there. These teams play the football that they want to play, and then when they come up against Ajax, PSV, alright, there's a scalping, but... Not Ajax about... right now. Well, sorry, no. I shouldn't have, should have said that, but it's better for Scottish football, but if there was more teams trying to do what they were doing, which is play decent ball for the back football, taking risks, I, I just thought it was a was surprise by it, Davey. I was going to say refreshing, but but, it wasn't
1: a But they were actually quite good at it, that's the thing and although Rangers, I thought, are pressing the sec- it was more a case that Rangers press in the second half was really good, rather mm-hmm. than Hibbs passing was really bad, and we forced mistakes and I think they probably do need to upgrade their keeper not to focus too much on Hibs, I think he's come to the end of end mm-hmm. of the line as happens to, to every sportsman but um, uh, that was a first defeat under Montgomery and, you know, clearly because they were piss poor under their previous manager, but uh, you know, and another day they get you know, the forwards boil, it's a decent player, Johan's a decent player, Lafondra's been doing reasonably well for them, they get a goal and and things change, but back to us um, more importantly, now the manager didn't have an awful lot of options, there were some players back on the bench, and we'll come to their returns later, but um, you know, Lammers and Dessers were in the side, and uh, a, a, an interesting afternoon for both of them, both shit out of confidence, quite clear. Dessers, I thought was better, Wasn't great, um, was better though, um, contributed Andy. I thought was asked to do a more straightforward job, which is kind of what I think you need to do with a player who is out of confidence anyway, no matter, you know, we can talk about talent levels later, but you you say, I'm right, I need you to do this today, right? This is what you have to do. Not, you know, a half a dozen things, just literally this is your job, Um. And what I thought was really pleasing was he got his goal. And by the way, it was a lovely finish. I know it was 3-0 at the time, so a wee bit of pressure off. But it, it was a very calm finish from a wonderful Camp ball. But I loved the reaction he got. The manager, I thought, was quite clever. He took him off, I think, to give him that opportunity to get a cheer from the crowd. And he got one. And you could actually see, I thought, his shoulders go up a bit as he was coming off. And it it's just a little thing like that. I thought, yeah, that that's what we need to do. Because as frustrated as we get with these players, I mean, when, Deser, eh, when Lammers hit the post with that one, you'll just think, Christ. But shouting and bawling at them isn't, he, isn't he going to make
2: them play better. So, so we've, we've kind of touched on this before, David, haven't we? And with Dessers, I mean, i have been really, really critical to the point that it's kind of unprecedented for me to write a player half. I I've, I've, was 95% of the way there. And I said the only kind of last thing that we've got to cling to is it could he play in a duo because I always suspected that if you you know, he might be a finisher, but just no seeing it. But holding the ball up and you know jumping and pace wise, he's, he's just so far removed from what we've been used to with Marialis. He's heard up play and it and it's quite stark at times when you're watching it. And and that is still there. And I still think long term he's not going to be the answer. But what we've got is a situation as I've said before is that. To get a tune on we've got to get you used the phrase contribution, and, and we've got to get players contributing in games like this where it's no Celtic, right? I still don't have the fear about them going to park, Keed and him playing up front. But him, Lammers, Scott Wright, and again, Scott Wright, I, I, I don't like him as a player, I think he's known for one But since he came, and, and he's never really done much for us. He he contributed, Lammers contributed, and this prepared his goal, he had a hand in another two of the goals, although the, you know, the first one's fairly spurious, but still he, he creates his base, and he should have been you know, he laid one on a plate for, for Lammers, who should have scored quite easily so it's I, I go back to what I said earlier about you no know, getting carried away but those are green shoots right, and if we can get 10-15 goals out of the Essers for the season, if we can get five to ten goals off Lammers but it contributes more because I quite liked the shape of that team David as far as I can see it was a kind of four one three two. you know you had Lundstrom um, in front of the, the, the defence and it allowed Raskin to get forward and you need kind of Lammers linking between the, the, the middle and the front and then you obviously had pace between Scott Wright and Seaman I, I really liked it I thought it was as a shape it was great and, and it's just a question of what quality you get fitted in those positions so I thought it was interesting as well, just as an aside, that Souter walked back in after a week away with Scotland before Davis, who'd have been at today, yeah. I thought it was that, really and, interesting.
1: Do you know the reason I thought it was, um, and by the way, Suter has got a terrible habit, he did it again at the weekend, of getting under a ball, um, right, yeah. particularly from long throws, and it happened again where he misjudges the header and is then taken out of the game by himself, and he really does need to fix that, but... He brings the ball out of defence. Yeah. And, and Yes, he is so. excellent at it. I mean, he really, really is good at it. He's very composed. I can't even remember offhand him losing too many times or misplacing a pass dangerously. He's excellent at bringing the ball out and starting an attack. And I think that's why the manager gave him the nod. But like I say, although we did say earlier in the season that he was in a position where every time he made a mistake, it was a goal and statistically that couldn't keep up and it didn't thankfully at the weekend but it is just it's a flaw in his game and I, I don't want to pick on him because he was good overall but just get rid of that just either learn to time your jumps better or learn when not to go do, you know do you need to go and attack that at that point Um, but uh, let's look at some of the positives because there were some and we haven't had too much to, to share about this season Andy mentions the shape there I liked it because apart from what he said it also did allow us to press collectively rather than in ones and twos and there's no use doing that I mean that's utterly pointless if you do that but they were going and they all knew where they were supposed to go and it allowed Raskin to get forward Raskin... Gets his first goal, should have had a second one, Alan, late on the second half, and just was much further forward than we've seen him in months.
0: Absolutely, and I think he's been quite frustrating the past few months, the, the player that we saw, obviously, last season. But you're absolutely right, David, he really looked more more on it, didn't he? As you say, he was driving things forward. He was still snarling again break and breaking play up, which was good, but yeah, definitely the best I've seen him playing, uh, certainly this season. I also thought as well, as you say, the likes of them, like Seema as well, my goodness. And again, that's maybe just a wee one, isn't it? Because if you think, certainly me two months ago, what I would be saying about Seema and how he's developed, and that links, I think, to what you were saying about Big Suter as well. If properly coached, hopefully, these wee flaws, you can improve players and so on. So the likes of the Suter and with others, if, as Andy says, we get a tune out of some of the other ones, no, to, to me, this is the way we've got to go. But I just felt like you. Yeah, I just felt confident. It wasn't like suddenly, we've lost the ball as well. Oh my goodness, the transition's on. Here we go. It, it just, I don't know. It just felt far more uh, kind of solid uh, throughout. Uh, and again, obviously, Hibbs played a wee bit, obviously, into it. But. Uh, I, I don't know. I've, as I say, I just feel that the way we kind of set up as well, we are moving about. Also, partnerships. I think there's you talked about saving the like Lamers Deserts or whatever, but it's good to see a couple of them. It's a bit like some of the foreign teams you watch, and there's always someone available. And I didn't see that. Over the past couple of months, you had guys who were buying shit out of forum. There didn't seem to be their kind of neighbor next to them. But even on Saturday, there seemed to be a lot of cases where you went, That's okay. The two of them are going. There's another boy, you know, aye. to relieve them. Backing so up, aye.
1: Aye. The, aye, there was was that the way a press should be, which is there's two of you go and there's one in behind you, just yeah, in case yep. the guy does break the two of you um and shuts off the, the area. Um Andy Alan brought them up there, Abdallah Sima. I thought was sensational a constant menace with uh, obviously he's, he's finishing his, his top draw the first one is, is superb just knows exactly what he wants to do burst the pace straight through the the difficult but perfectly executed finish I loved the second one because when everybody's standing about Dessels is claiming a penalty the Hibs players are looking at the ref to see if it's a penalty he wasn't thinking like that. That's what a goal scorer does. A goal scorer goes, Hold on, I can score here. And then we'll sort it out once I've put the ball in the net. Um, I loved that. Uh, you know, Again, it was a decent finish, by the way, but it wasn't as spectacular as the first one. But i that's a natural goal scorer to me. A guy who just... And, and he's had a few that, again, weren't spectacular, but Betis was one, uh, even the one against Aberdeen, where he just gets in there. He's like... He sniffs, I could get a goal. If I get myself into that position, I can be there to finish that. Um and I don't think it's coincidence that he's scoring as many goals as he's scoring.
2: I love white strikers. I love when they're effective. And um
1: mm-hmm.
2: my mind my mind's drifting back to Ryan Kent here. Because we I watched Seema pre season, I'm sure I've rewatched him pre season and, and in the flesh I was watching him and I'm like, you oh, know, he, he, he couldn't he it was as if he was he was like Sakala in terms of knowing when to run when not to run and you seen uh, can't be on other players shooting and up and telling them what today. and I thought I oh, don't know about this boy he's another player I remember from Slavia and um, and then sometimes he's he's, he's laughable like Gordon Jury drunk bad right <laughs> oh, yeah. and you're like Jesus and then he gets that sniffier chance and he outpaces the, the boy and he's got superb power and he's running on and with, with and without the ball and then he, he, one thing he does know how to do is finish and this is where the dichotomy we had with Kent, which was a guy who was a key player for us, contributed so much. But you know, you often wonder could we be getting married with somebody that's just knows aesthetically good to watch and maybe knows good work ethic or works the full length apart, but just a killer, somebody that kills teams. Seema's starting to show, and I'm hoping it's not just a wee purple patch here, but he's starting to show that he's a killer. You, you give him a chance or you give him. Um, Sight of a, a mistake or a bit of an opening, and he's going to try. He's going to try and put you to the sword, and he's doing it quite often now. But as you see, has get variation in what kind of goals he's getting because the one against Betis was a tap and being in and around the, the correct area at the same time. And I like the fact that it does that for wide because it means you then get another stri- a, a real striker, you know. So you've, if you've got a wide striker that scores goals as a striker. Then you've got you're supposed to have another streaker. So it's more goals in the forward line, which we've been sorely of lacking for oh, hugely. four years,
0: you know. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. it's um it's a lot yeah. sharper too, and I mean, I don't know if you notice at the weekend. He's got that wee trick now where he kinda it goes down the wing, he kinda stops. The fullback or the change others are with pace. him, and then he just goes, "Watch this," and he just accelerates, yeah, and you know, and to me, that 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 opens things up as well because right away you're playing certain, you you're thinking, "Shit," and you go over and cover, and it's opening things up as well, isn't
2: it? But you you mentioned partnerships in the park, and I'm not saying that these were totally apparent, but the shape of that team lends itself to, to have a near having a link with a person in front because right was just he uh-huh, was yeah. like an inside right, if you want. And then the other side, Seymour would go extremely wide. But sometimes you'd come in, or, or young Yilmaz would, would, would take the inside channel. So it just felt mere fluid. And I've, I've got to mention Lundstrom. Lundstrom gets a lot of criticism. I like Lundstrom as a player, but I just think he doesn't turn up against Celtic often enough. This is the big thing he needs to do at the end. I think most other games he's kind of a controlling influence. I thought he was excellent. I thought he picked up a lot of loose balls and he was visibly more forward-thinking and it allowed Raskin to do what he did. So, I'm saying a bit effusive here, but that's where the promise is coming from.
0: But but know what's good as well, Andy, you talked about if you think of Seema, Seema was coming back at one point and he was coming back and defending and it means that Raskin, if he's going in the overlap... And it kind of breaks down. You've got Seymour, vice versa. Yeah. I thought we Tavernier as well on the right, then because suddenly then he, he looked a lot better. I think he looked comfier as well on Saturday because again he's not thinking shit. I need to be away up here, and then within minutes or seconds, I need to be away back down. And, you know? Yeah.
1: I think that there's an element of clarity that the manager has brought. I think that's probably the word I keep coming back to, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that because, again, I don't want to harp too back to the previous manager. Um, We can only go on what the new manager has done, but unfortunately, it's still lingering, so uh, it's still relevant. Um, I thought at the weekend, coming out of the ground, having listened to him, that that had been three press conferences he'd done. And I mentioned on one of our, our daily shows last week that it's only a press conference, you don't get any points for it. But he said the same thing three times. It, it was, a if you like, a consistent message. And this is before, uh, he's unveiling before the game, after the game, where he spoke about the same things. And then you saw what he was trying to do. And he, as he said himself afterwards, it wasn't perfect. And there's a lot of work to be done and a long way to go. And he's spot on there. Um, at one point, he was actually asked if, uh, you know, he, he was... He thought it was a lot better the day, and he went, did you think it was better? As much as, really? You know, I thought it was all right. (laughs) You know, he wasn't getting carried away at all. But I kept coming back to the fact of he has told us that he's unveiling what he wants to do. He's told us on the Friday specifically what he wants us to do in the game. And then the team did it, and we could see it. And again, you know, he's not tried to tell us afterwards that that was perfect and it was exactly what he wanted. He was just saying, there are the signs, there are, you know, this is the direction that we're going to go, that I want us to go. And I just thought it it came back to trust, which I think is a big thing for any football fan to have in their manager. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The trust that he's going to be able to tell you, you know, not in detail, (laughs) <laughs> he's not, and he's already made, made jokes about that, he's like, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do because other managers have watched that, so I don't want to you know, make I don't want to get for, them, for them. them yeah, so uh, I, I like that, but I just think it helps you to build that trust in a manager where he tells you what he wants to do he tells you what it, how long it's going to take and you see signs of it, not perfect. I really don't want anyone coming away for this thinking, oh, Edgar, say that's everything fixed, because I'm not. But I, I just felt coming out of the ground, that's somebody who's in, in command of what he wants to do. Now, whether he'll be able to do it long term, we don't know. One win. It's no guarantor of, of success. But you got the impression of a plan, and after watching us flailing about Andy for the past, about well, three months, where we would change formations constantly, but more importantly, change the st- the style of play. Didn't change the thing that was the problem because it didn't matter if you put the out in a four four two, a four five one, a three fourth whatever. Right? They were taking ages to play passes. They were taking ages to get the ball back into play. They weren't the moving hard enough. They weren't the playing forward passes enough. He came in and he said, "They play the ball side to side far too much. They don't run off the ball enough. They don't press." He said on Friday, this is what I want to see from us. We saw it. And then he said, well, that's what we're going to do. But we'll do it better than that. And I just began to think, you need that to establish a bond. Trust is all important. I go back, as I always do, as we always do, we go back to Walter. Because he will always be, I think for us, the touchstone of a Rangers manager. Understandably so. I think, you know, there are legends at Rangers. And then there are actual Mount Rushmore Rangers. And Walter's one of them. But you always, when you saw him out there on the touchline, you always thought, we'll be all right because he's there. And I, you never really got that impression under Bale. He never forged that connection. And Clement's got a long way to go to do it, but I at least think he's on the right track.
2: No, that's a fair kind of concept. That, and I've never really thought about it like that, David. about the trust in the manager because... Um... I don't think what Clement's done in the first week of his tenure in terms of front of the cameras and microphones is, is remarkable. I think it's fairly fairly normal, right? I think where we've got a contrast is that Bill was, on one hand it was refreshing to see him speak speak freely, right? But on the other hand it was, could constitute monumental naivety because he wasn't as media trained as he should have been for a person in his position. And we're no stupid, Rangers fans. We, we remember what's been said because we we absorb everything today with our club, and he used to contradict himself fairly frequently um, to the point where you're like, "Ah, that's not what you said a couple of months ago." So I think that undermined Bill either consciously, or subconsciously amongst the Rangers support because you do you just get that sixth sense of he's in here. You know, we're, you know what, what we're seeing what we're feeling Disney correspond with what you are saying, uh, Michael. And over time, that eroded and eroded, eroded that very trust that you're talking about. But I've never really thought of it that way. I think it's... I just I haven't done that. But he's came in and, and I listened to his press conferences. I watched the thing live when he was introduced and, and I thought, oh, fine, he's seen the right things and he, he seems to be have a clear vision. I thought that clarity was something that was going to be... Um, a big strength of has, because I think your players need clarity. But what what did ca- catch my attention during the week was when he mentioned. I can't remember when he mentioned it. I think I read it was about the kind of individual programs and about how you were saying, like, if you've got your best players doing this and then you're... he, he kind of layered these players into different uh, segments of top players, middle players, bottom players, and you know, and how you you get the best out of them. And I thought, right, that's different thinking for what I think's mean at the club because. For too long, we've been just relying on the fact that our players are better than the team that we're playing. <clears throat> and all the kind of mechanics, <clears throat> excuse me, all the mechanics and systems that fitting around it have been substandard for us. But if we can get a team that has a proper system, proper tactics, proper understanding of what the manager's asking them to do and it works, then we will be forced to be angry because Because as we say, they're well coached, they're well drilled, they know what they're doing, they know how to play, they know where they should be, and they're better players than Every team they're playing so therefore that's why they keep on winning and they're fairly relentless we need to get to that place so that comes with the the CV, you don't win the number of titles he's won in Belgium without having um, first of all a mindset but also the ability to apply what you're trying to get over to your players and for it to become a real thing and I go back to theory versus reality theory versus practice um, and that's why I'm, I'm tempering my excitement because I'm saying, right, like, that's one week, <laughs> and we've seen such a transformation. You're going to have a new manager bounce because the players are going to be, trying uh, yeah, a, a new voice that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's it's it, this is what we should have. At Rangers as forward-thinking, proper management, no no kind of. And I'm not wanting to be cruel to Bill because he's he's had a hard time lately, but. The more he spoke, the more I'm like This is um, flying by your seat at your pants stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, I think the trust as well, Andy, it, it will grow, following his example, and you talk about manager or leader, but if he does, like David said, obviously it'll be Walter, but the likes of, he's coming across at the moment, very professional, awfully considered as well, mm-hmm. kind of determined, kind of guy as well, and the more he passes that on, but I think the leadership, the way, even with Lammers, I think as well, and also with Essers, but he does that we stand and talking to them and so on. Yeah. You know what it's like? Everybody's been like that. And sometimes you can be in a role where you are struggling and so on. And I think if someone does, you know, it's okay. We are around them now and then and build them up. And then if they can then go back on to performing. You, you know kind of far better that'll build up trust as well and it's just those wee noticeable just within that first week you're thinking geez oh you know but again that'll come around to the vast experience that he's got you know in terms of obviously managing over in Belgium and in Monaco uh, the other thing too as well is uh, again maybe well let's not go back to the previous one but in terms of your experience as a footballer as well hell of an experienced player as well playing internationally too that in itself, if my manager, if I'm saying, well, what have you actually done? You look at him, you think, I okay, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, and I think the one that, thing that I liked as well was the, I'm not going to the clarity thing. I'm not going to try and tell them everything because it blows their mind. We will do, this is what we're going to do. Once we think that's, that's beginning to embed itself in, we will then go on to, as David mentioned it, whereas I, I, I've got a feeling that I think before, uh, some of the players would go, we don't really know kind of what we're doing. Sometimes it changes. It was as if we were just trying too many things, you know, and he seems to have gone back more to the basic stuff. You know?
1: Yeah. And, and Andy's point about <sighs> you can overcomplicate it, I think particularly in Scotland, I think is is very true. Um you know, there is very little complicated about what Celtic do. They just yeah. do it well. They're confident in that their players have the ability to be better than the opposition. But I think we also had an over-reliance on special players being special, yeah. Um, which is, you know, Tav will come up with something. Cantwell will come up with something. Somebody will do something, and that'll get us over the line. And the majority of times it does. You know, we, we have won more games than, than we haven't uh, over the last year. But it's just been you know, such a sludge every single week, or sludge rather, every single week. Um, It's just been that you knew that, well, if what happens in the day that somebody doesn't do something, and we know what happens, Kilmarnock happens, Uh you know, Um, because, or or Aberdeen happens, what happens in the days when when they don't play well, the structure isn't there to allow them to kind of recoup and recover from that. We move on then to Thursday night. We're going to go to Prague and uh, back into... We seem to go there every year when we're in the Europa League. And it will be a tough match. And on that, Alan, at the weekend, the one thing that didn't really happen was that they didn't come up against any adversity. By that, I mean a tough situation where they were pinned back for a certain amount of time or they couldn't get the ball or they lost a goal. Against Aberdeen, that's exactly what happened. The Rangers were actually all right for the first half hour of that game. Should have scored, didn't, obviously. Um, but when we conceded the goal, we just completely, you know, that was it. Rangers just, the heads went down and there was zero belief in it. We will face adversity in Prague. There's no doubt about that. We will face, uh, uh, you know, a tough environment against uh, a decent side, a very decent side and we know what it's like over there. It's very hostile. There will be times we don't have the ball, and there will be times we're under pressure. This is the next test, then, for the players. How do you handle this when you haven't had a good track record of that recently? How do you handle being in a cauldron when things aren't going for you? What are you going to do? Are you going to stand up, then, and be counted? Um, And as we know, in Limassol, for example, they didn't.
0: Yeah, and I think this is where the manager... Obviously, well, the players, we talked about the kind of players as well and what they've been like before. And this is where the manager can only do so much, David. So in terms of obviously the, the setup and the shape and so on, uh, you know, kind of working on that one. But then the manager talked about it too as well, didn't he? he? says it's how people can bounce back where things go wrong. To me, this is the big test now because we know there's a there's a f- a whole number of them that when they go and get tough, they just basically crumbled and again, this is going to be the interesting thing for me on on Thursday. I, I'm not going to place as much on this one on Thursday if it just doesn't work out properly, because I think it's such a challenge for the manager. But I think if he can set us up okay and, you know, we can get through this one, then obviously then we'd be talking about it's only two weeks, when do I book my flights to Dublin? You know, but, mm-hmm. but your point definitely, I mean, it's going to be a, a real tough one. I'm kind of hoping, again, it's just try and hit them with pace, David, and try and break. I think it was it 3-2 uh, their game, wasn't it? So they do lose goals that as well. Started. Yeah,
1: it was, yeah.
0: But as you say, it's our side of it. Thank God for Jack Butlin. But again, it's the rest of the defence. I don't know, if, even full back, I don't know whether, do we end up with Balligan getting there? Or is it Divine Or, you know, because we've obviously well, got I a challenge it, there.
1: Yeah, I, you would assume it would either be Sterling or potentially Davis. Um I oh, think right. Davis yes, has yeah. been yeah. spoken about as having played left back before, which obviously is a different type of player. You, you wouldn't expect him to be getting forward as much. So you, you need to adapt. But that's the reality of the situation. Yelmaz you know, isn't in the European squad, so we're gonna to have to do a wee bit of make do and mending. And, Andy, on that then, you know, is this an opportunity for the players to go and show, well, hang on a minute here, right? We've we've been Criticised for this before. I think very justly criticised for this before. When, as Alan says, the going's got tough and they've hidden. Here's an opportunity where it'd be great if they go out and they play sensational football and they're three up inside 20 minutes, but it's unlikely, (laughs) right? It's unlikely. There will be times when you've got to work hard, you've got to throw yourself in front of the ball, you've got to hang on in there, and then you've got to be brave when you get the ball and go forward and, and. as We say on here a lot, but it's true. Bravery in football isn't smashing somebody right in front of the referee and getting a yellow card. Bravery is in a hostile environment when you've not seen the ball for five minutes, still trying to play the killer pass, still trying to get forward. Do you think the players will see this as an opportunity to begin to put right some of the things in the last few weeks? Or will we need to just wait and see, but with a suspicion of we know what they've done in the past?
2: I think there's got to be a reaction to the Limassol result, and I know I know it's like game to game, we're thinking Habs to Prague, but I think for for f- a European perspective, there's got to be a reaction here, because we could still have a really good season, and, and key to that could be an extended run in uh, the Europa League, and um, this is a game that is doable for us. Um, I think Sparta are, are I spoke about peers earlier, and I think they are peers of ours, ours at this moment in time, and we should be going over there with an intention to win. Um, you'd probably take a draw, but you, you you want to go there and win because I think it puts in a really good position in the group. And that, that goes back to your mindset and belief, and what I don't think that has been there enough in the past recent months is belief in what whatever was we are trying to implement. I'll, I've got to be honest, whatever Bill and his team were trying to implement on the park. I don't think the players... They were trying their hardest. I don't think there was ever a case of them... I'm not saying hiding, because there was players hiding, but I, I don't think... He, that, no, no, I, don't, I don't think
1: it's but deniable. It,
2: but but, but, the, but the system allowed them to hide, Davey, because, I mean, we've spoken about Tav being the lightning rod, and I've, I've kind of defended him so he died, but that's because he's the one they look to all the time. And things like that should never even happen. Try. He and I think Tav might play badly,
1: and sometimes huds, but he doesn't hide.
2: Aye, but, but in, a, in a functioning team... You shouldn't really have to? I mean, as you, you say, that if the player has an off day, then somebody else should be picking up the slack. And I, I did not see that anywhere in our previous system in formations and formations and selection. So, what you've got now is a, a formation where there's umpteen players that should be able to contribute. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about Scott Wright here. If Scott Wright starts because he's, he's got pace and so, should be suited to an away game in Europe with Seema as well. Yeah. Seema, and, and I and I'm they, they should be looked at and said, we're, we're expecting you to do something here. You have got a responsibility. And I think that arm run the shoulder thing for Kirlant is there, but I also think the kind of stack, here is what is expected of you. And that, that's good management. Even day-to-day life, if pure manager says, hey, listen, this is what I expect you. Here's the expectations. Hit it. And then you know exactly what's required of you. I don't think there's been enough of that at Rangers because... There have been too many shirking the responsibility and quite happy to see it slide off their shoulders onto other folk who, I'm talking about Taffier, I'm talking about um, like Canwell, Lundstrom to a lesser degree, it's been sliding off them onto the others and th- they've been taking a stick for it and that all have weighed really, really heavy on them. That's not what a teammate should be doing, that's not what a squad should be doing. So to your point, David, I think we should be going out there looking for a, a really positive result. But that, I mean, a victory. It will be a hard game, um, and it would be it would be sore to have a false start if it makes sense to play well on Saturday against Hibs and then go out there and falter. It's not the end of the world, but it would be it would just bring all sorts of doubts and 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 you know negativity just back into vision. Yeah, it'd be nice
1: to it'd be nice to. Continue to build momentum. Um, I think that's important. As you say, we've got a lot of big games coming up. You know, with Hearts, then again in the the League Cup semi coming up. So yeah, the just getting that momentum, confidence, whatever you want to call it, and guys automatically beginning to take responsibility as opposed to looking for ways to avoid it. And you know, fingers crossed, we'll we'll see that from them at the weekend. So I think um, today's pod cautiously optimistic. I think yeah, it's probably yeah. our mood. Would that be a fair description of it, lads? I think you know. No, five You know, but yeah, I love that. Aye, that's us back. Right, well, we're not going to get
0: beat five nothing, Andy. I'll not be five. <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: get a goal, as the old joke goes. But, I, I uh, think
0: if we could get a David, to be honest with you, Andy says go for it. If we could get a draw, we get them back at Ibrooks, We beat them at Ibrooks, and then we've got Limassol. And to me, that would be that would keep things going. Yeah.
1: Well, it's the old rule in Europe: if you can't even win, don't get beat. Um, and in the group stage in Europe, that's you know that's exactly the attitude. But go there, I'm trying win because as Andy says, you get the victory and then you're would, really well set up for the rest it would, of the group.
2: It would offset Limassol in some respects.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A wee bit, aye, aye, I think if we did six points for three games and they came, you know, Betis Limassol lost, we could probably have handled that. Mm-hmm. But. I think, although our record in Prague isn't particularly good, um, still no time at present to put that right. Before we go today, folks, uh, can I just let you know of the Hatton Hand live show, December the first at New Edmiston House. Uh, tickets have gone pretty well, but obviously with the last month, we still have the the last of them to sell. I um, don't think people are in the mood for more Rangers. Uh, we have added two, um, and we'll we'll announce it later in the week. But we have added. Uh, a nine in a row legend. I do mean legend to the show. He'll be there on the night. Um, 90s, 111 goals. You can work it out for yourself. Uh, just uh, time to thank our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, and to thank my two guests. As always, splendid shift from both, as usual. I wish the team was as consistent as you lads were. Andy, thanks for joining us.
2: My pleasure. If me and Bradders were on the team, then we'd be writing a shit, but that's another story. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: Andy, we'd
2: be red carded after thirty minutes, Paul. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be trying to get red carded after five minutes. i at my horse.
1: uh Somebody put a team together of uh, Rangers kind of Twitter, um, and he had me at right back in the Tav roll And while I, you know, while I was grateful for the recognition, it was like, mate, you know, if you think if you tags lives have been going a wee bit this season, wait do you see me in there. So I don't think that's likely to
0: happen. Alan, thank you. No, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yes,
1: and uh, it has been a lot more enjoyable this week. Let's hope we keep it up in Prague. Uh, Cami will be back with Heart and Hand Extra later in the week to go through it. Of course, you can hear from us daily over on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. And I'll be back here next Monday. So until then, have a great week, everyone. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye.